chapter five, you are always choosing. Often, the only difference between a problem being painful or being powerful is the sense that we choose it and that we are responsible for it. That's on page 91. Further on down, it says, we, when we feel that we're choosing our problems, we feel empowered. When we feel that our problems are being forced up against our will, we feel victimized and miserable. That definitely resonated with me um, whilst reading it. The choice, and I'm going to ask a question with this excerpt. There is a simple realization from which all personal improvement and growth emerges. This is the realization that we individually are responsible for everything in our lives, no matter the external circumstances. And that's on page 94. Can you accept everything you, you experience is down to your own choice? Is that no. No, it's not. It's, no, it's not. Uh, he's already. Look, I know I'm just. It's paraphrasing, but yeah, he's already mentioned the book where he says. It's, it might, yeah, when life gives, it goes back to when life gives you lemons. Like, you, I might be born into into a family for crack addicts, whatever, but it's my choice how I accept that. Does that make sense? Yeah. What I choose to do with that. Whether I choose to use that as a springboard to but you say... you just said no. You said no, you can't accept it. Can't accept no, what no. he said. Right, ask the question again and I'll explain again. So can you accept everything you experience is down to your own choice? And I say no, and I say yeah. no again. Yeah. And the reason I say no is because it's not your fault you're born into this. Yeah, I get you. Now. Yeah, into this family, but what you, you, the choice is how you deal with it. Yeah. The choice is whether you use a springboard, whether you say, "Well, born into shit, so I ain't gonna be shit, mm-hmm. and I'm just gonna do this." And some, and sometimes, especially the example I've just given, if you're born into low-income family or poverty or or alcoholic or abusive parents or mum whatever that 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 gives you the inner urge to really want to achieve more and because you know what real pain is you when you have setbacks you know that they don't even scratch the surface on the pain you've experienced and that might even give certain people a springboard to achieve greatness in their lives so my yeah my answer is no you yourselves um, I totally agree with what you said so my answer is yes and no though and yeah. the reason why I say that is because I feel that um, I think whether someone give an example whether it's your friends mm-hmm. um, yeah, well, I'm going to use your friends for example so for example if you group yourself or hang around with friends which um, by and large are maybe up to no good as such then the things that are going to spurn or spur off that are going to be things such as potentially getting in trouble and obviously from there you put yourself in a position where you may potentially obviously get arrested go to jail and stuff like that whereas you hang out with a group of friends which are I'm going to say of a poor, a more positive mindset then you're likely to achieve things or garner things of that nature as well yeah. so that's my view but I definitely understand obviously depending on your circumstances um, it can be very very difficult I think for me personally I'm starting to accept it more that it is my choice in terms of instead of putting the blame on external circumstances or putting the blame on someone else even if it may seemingly be their fault or it's not my fault I'll take the I'll take the blame for things like alright so someone's crashed into me or something like that I'll be like well like, my mindset now is more like well, maybe I shouldn't have been there. Maybe I should have left the five minutes earlier, or whatever it may be. But I'm I'm accepting 
what's happened to me and not putting the blame on them. It's it's whatever it is, I'm I'm accepting the circumstances for what it is and not allowing someone else to almost have the power to then determine what I accept and what I don't accept, if you can understand what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost like your your spin on it, really. Yeah, yeah, it's my spin in terms of, okay, well, I'm going to accept it for what it is. That was my fault. Carry on, move on. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I'm taking responsibility for it. Whatever it is, I'm taking responsibility for it. That's that's my interpretation of that, anyway. <laughs> we don't always control what happens to us, but we always control how we interpret what happens to us as well as how we respond. Whether we like it or not, we always we are always taking on that active role in what's occurring to to and within us. And um, as I was writing that down, I did think that sounds very much like the secret. And I know we discussed that. Mm-hmm. I highlighted those well. exact two things. Um, further on down, it, he mentions the responsibility fault um, fallacy, and he gives an example using this short man story well I've noted it down as a short man story short man syndrome but yeah it's on page 96 where the man talks um, he refers he's a short man and he talks about I think it's the women always they don't like him because of his height but that was his perception so yeah that that was something that I thought was um, a good spin on how to dictate how you view the world A lot of people hesitate to take responsibility for their problems. Get your money up, B. Floyd's a short man. (laughs) (laughs) Floyd Floyd Mayweather's a short man, boy. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of people hesitate to take responsibility for their problems. Me, because they believe that to be responsible for your problems is to also be at fault for your problems. Page 97. Do you, you re- do you reactively blame external factors when problems occur? It's a bit of a follow-on from the last question. Do you do you re- reactively blame external factors when problems occur? Yes and no, and it depends on the situation. I'll give you an example from earlier today in my life where I missed a train by literally 15 seconds. It was one of them... Um, Overground ones that runs from I was going West Eden from Eden Broadway, and I'm and I was, I think I was coming on the district line in from somewhere else, and I I literally missed the train by fifteen seconds. Obviously, I wait for another one's fifteen minutes time, but it that wasn't in my head. It, it was no fault of my own because the district line channel was on, got held at red signals, and you know when it stops in the tunnel and you're just like young, I'm in danger of missing my next train. Yeah, but at the same time. If I'd left earlier, exactly what I was gonna say. I'd have been fine. So yeah. it was me, like you know, cutting it, that cutting it down to a f- like the trying to be, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it was a catch or two. It was a, it was a, so it's 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 a bit of yes and no, and that's the only because it happened earlier today. That's what I can think of at the moment. I'm sure there's other situations where you probably say it's external, and there's other situations where it's nothing to do with external. It's your own, but I can't think of those at the moment. What about yourself? Um. <sighs> Again, I think it's it's through growth that my answer changes. Mm. It's through me realizing, okay, as you said, when you pointed out, for example, if I was in the same situation, I could have easily have been like previously, are uh, the train that took the piss and the the holding up. But my mindset now, be like realistically, I said this earlier. Mm-hmm. 
if I want to really be on time or if I wanted to yeah. get that specific time yeah. to avoid any confusion, I should have got the previous train before. That's my mindset now. So I can I can definitely say uh no, I don't try and blame external factors, but I have and I know what it I know what it feels like to blame external factors. It's the easy thing to do. Ah, yesterday. Mm. Um well without giving the dates where stuff. I um I went to a cricket match mm. to my granddad and my cousin and my uncle. We, we went to a cr- cricket match and we only got to see an hour and a half of play. Mm. Reason being the weather. It got rain, it got it rained, it rained, it rained. And we couldn't determine what the weather was going to be when we, when we got the tickets. Yeah. We didn't know, obviously, Colossus Hamlin was going to rain. We can't tell the weather to stop raining. We can't move, to a, move the whole game to a venue which is covered in cricket. Do you know what I mean? Mm. That was all external. But how did you react though? I, I didn't, well, I, it was just... You accepted it for what it was? Yeah, it? but I, it was external factors. Yeah. All, like 100% external factors. Do you know what but, I'm saying? But, yeah. The only other thing I could have done is book the game in a country where you'd found <laughs> my st- done my research, found that where it's least likely to, where it's least likely to rain in the world on a certain date where cricket's played and book my flight there and take my brand there knowing I've got less of a chance of rain. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, no. I mean, I, I, I try not to blame external factors in that. Like, I know we give an example about um, the train and being late and stuff like that. Me, more often than not, with work, um, in recent time, it's been my fault as to why I've been late. So I try to look to, no, I try to look no further than obviously my own, like my own doorstep, really, as yeah. to stuff like that. And I just look back and think to myself, you know what? Actually, that was my fault. I could have done this, that, and the third to have prevented this situation. Um, as Mason said, like, I can't really prevent. Or stop external factors. So for me, the answer is no. I know there's a like excerpt in here where it talks about um, judges don't obviously choose their cases and stuff like that. Just go into the court and then from there, obviously deal with the circumstances as to the consequences they need to give out and stuff like that. So very similar to that, a poker game and stuff like that. You kind of deal with the hand that you got. Mm-hmm. I just get on with it. I mean, ultimately, um, the worst has happened now. So now I need to I need to move on. Cool. We are responsible for the for the experiences that aren't our fault all the time. This part is this is part of our life. Fault is past tense, responsibility is present tense. Responding to tragedy is the next part. Um do you guys recall the story of Malala? Yes, that's, yes. That's on page 103, 104. Yeah. She was she was it was yeah. a well-known story yeah. in the news. Yeah. It was proper, it's probably yeah. in the news. Yeah, yeah. 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 She come London and all that, and yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like how she dealt with tragedy is amazing. Like, yeah. Just reading it again and and recalling the story, yeah, how she's battled on. Obviously, she's um she's gone on to do good things. You know, I completely things. forgot that she had actually been shot in the face. I, yeah, I completely forgot that. I knew at the time something tragic happened, but I, I completely forgot that she got shot in the head. In the face. That's hard. And very brave as well. I mean, because yeah, I think course. she kind of like put her put hand up and said, yo. Yeah. yeah. So she was on the bus and I think gunmen stormed. They were looking for yeah, her, but they didn't they know who for... she was. They was going to basically threaten to kill someone else if they did 14. I'm just looking back. 14, you know? Yeah. yeah. And she had people looking for her. Yeah, because she was defiant. She wanted to go to school still. Yeah, 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 you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. So, I respect that. Yeah, no, 100%. I think that, yeah, that was um, a good a good story in the, within the book. Um, genetics and the hand of a doll. I mean, before we move on, is there anything else that you wanted to mention on responding to tragedy? Yeah, just a little bit. I mean, just in the very beginning, I think of that um, of that topic, it talks about 
um, how people deal with tragedies. And I just thought it might be an interesting maybe question as to how people like dealt with tragedies in recent time. Like it might be like a death of a family member, or it might be something. I mean, completely different. I mean, do you know what we're going to discuss it later on in the book? I think because I think he goes into a bit more detail later. But, and everyone does deal with things differently. The way I, I know it's going to sound mad. I don't know if it's going to sound. I'm not. I know I'm not a cold person. I know it's going to sound mad, but I think he Mark himself even says, when you come to to the realization, acceptance that you are everyone, you are going to die at some point. Mm-hmm. You're not you. You don't fear it as much, or you don't fear the people around you passing because you know everyone has to die, or you can deal with it a little bit. <coughs> yeah. And I think I've come to that realization <coughs> quite a few years ago. So when people around me pass, like I've seen people around me that are also close to those people have passed, go on act the presence, like really break down, really not take it well. Well, can I ask just yeah. just to interrupt? Yeah. Was it expected death or was it sudden death? Uh, the ones that have come into mind are, I haven't really had close to me sudden deaths it's been people yeah expected expecting it yeah, yeah how do you think you would react though if it was a sudden death don't know actually and that's the thing I mean that I, I totally it, get what it, you mean even with expected death people around me have really struggled yeah, yeah. it's funny because like I mean I don't know why I'm thinking of my dad in particular I mean I'm thinking of his sister Mm. this was many many moons ago I'm trying to think oh we were just entering sixth form at the time and we used to see his sister like, all the time and then obviously there was his close close friend um, i just come back from Brazil I'm going to say the World Cup and then obviously very recently my uncle had a brain brain hemorrhage anyway like um, or seizure I'm, I'm going to say anyway I'm not too sure exactly what it was and I've never seen him wave, really waver as to, or really break down. Mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily talking about crying. I've never seen a real change. In, obviously, he's very disappointed, and he's shown he's very, very disappointed. And you can see, like, he might talk to himself, like, yo, like, blah, blah, blah. In fact, there's been an odd time, actually, where I've heard him talking to himself when he's sleeping about a situation. Mm-hmm. But barring that, I've never, like, really... But whereas myself, I mean, in, those, in all those situations there, I'm trying to think of... Um, I'm thinking of one person in particular, one person who passed, where this dude like was always, always looking on the bright side kind of thing, you know what I mean? And the last tune they played was Don't Worry, Be Happy. Yo, people just were finished, mate. Because he must have had that same um, impact on everyone else. So mm. for that song to be played, I was like, yo, this is mad, man. I can't sit here. So I had to leave, mate. Mm. I mean, not, leave, not in a bad way, but you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I need so, the so moment as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but the same was also for another person as well, where... I thought it was quite nice because I didn't expect to be emotional in any way, shape, or form on the day because I didn't know this person that long. But they had um, like a, a highlight reel of their, say of their life. But like, I forget the song they played. Um, I'll probably find it in just a moment. But it was a really good song to go with the theme. But they had literally things from I'm going to say from a young, young age up until obviously to the moment or to the point the person suddenly actually died. Mm-hmm. I like, I mean, it was just a lovely atmosphere kind of thing you know what I mean and those type of things put in perspective as to who they were and what they stood for so in terms of responding to tragedy myself I kind of think about obviously what the person stood for and I try to carry that with me and use that energy cool um, should we move on yeah 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 uh, genetics and the hand were dealt so victimhood chick or chic or chick Responsibility, fault fallacy, allows people to pass off the responsibility for solving their problems to others. 
This ability to alleviate responsibility through blame gives people a temporary high and a feeling of moral righteousness. And that's on page 110. Um, fake outrage springs to mind when I heard that. A lot of people protest for something for the day. to forget about the cause a day later, literally. Um, people get addicted to feeling offended all the time because it gives them a high. Being self-righteous and morally superior and feels good. That's on page 112. Uh, is there anything that you wanted to add to genetics and the hand with dealt? Yeah, so genetic, um, sorry, just on victimhood and chic. Um, like I said, the biggest problem with victimhood chic is that it sucks attention away from the actual from actual victims. Mm-hmm. It's like the boy who cried wolf. I was listening to um, LBC just very very briefly today, and it was talk. They're talking about I think the exact same problem. And um, what is it? Oh, fake news. Fake, fake news. Yeah, fake news. So I yeah. think they're putting in a law in regards to that on fake, like social media and stuff like that, trying to bring some sort of legislation into place. Yeah. And I think what, I forget the name of the presenter, Majid Nawaz or something along those lines. I think what he was saying was, it's stuff like that. What it does, it, I might be, might be explaining this wrong as well, is if we start putting filters over people, it then we you start almost like blocking out people's opinions dare I say so he gave an example where he goes do me a favour just speak and what you do they put a mute on his voice and you didn't hear nothing for about 10 seconds and he pressed on mute and goes did you, did you, do you know what I did and he goes what he goes I just pressed mute and goes if we start doing that then you start like um, unfortunately I don't like, steering where you want the conversation yeah. to go and stuff yeah. like yeah. that which has been happening on our news on our yeah. for a long 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 time and then also that's I com- mass media and it's it is it yeah. is it is, yeah. it is it is and I had a conversation with someone before in regards to obviously the over PC like the political correctness and stuff like that over some one or two bits and pieces that I've generally kind of felt outraged or felt disgusted over disgusted about in that um, I felt that because I don't say you're attracted to such but always your social media print and stuff like that like if you say something which is which people the I'll say the large majority of people don't necessarily agree with mm. then unfortunately you're victimised or you're kind of you're victimised or yeah. you can find yourself in trouble for having an opinion which you generally actually feels right yeah. which again obviously is wrong truth be told because I think everyone should be allowed to express their opinion and their thought yeah to an extent um, I agree and I don't agree uh, obviously I think everyone's got a right to their own opinion don't get me wrong but when it it becomes with pure ignorance and pure hatred. That's when you kind of have to draw the line, I think. I think, yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. Cause I think social media allows any any and anyone really to have an opinion. And truth be told, a lot of them don't have any real... It's no, <coughs> no substance. Or yeah, no substance whatsoever. And unfortunately, I think that's what I think the, the title of the, of the chapter I think, kind of mm-hmm. goes down. Um, moving on slightly into the next part of the chapter... Uh, this is there is no inverted brackets how you are already choosing in every in in very every moment of every day what to give a fuck about so change is as simple as choosing to give a fuck about something else it really is that simple it's just not easy it's on page 113 do you want to add anything to that I haven't made any more notes no no I'm good Mace no uh, chapter 6 then growth is an endlessly iterative irritative process pardon me when we learn something new we don't go from wrong to right rather we go from wrong to slightly less wrong than that and then to even less wrong than that and so on 
We are always in a process of approaching truth and perfection without actually ever reaching truth and perfection. And that's on page 117. That's, this is for you guys. Are you aware of your own growth and any examples? Um, I'm going to say, yeah, I'm aware of my own growth. Um, yeah, I'm aware of my own growth, but I think where I've noticed my own growth is obviously following maybe a situation. But I think where I've probably seen my own growth is following maybe traveling. So I've traveled for long periods of twice, someone that's long periods of time twice. Mm-hmm. And I think following those adventures, I've looked back and forth and so I've definitely learned loads about myself or I've learned a lot more yeah. about either the world or other people and stuff like that. Cool. So yeah, I've been able to see growth in myself. What about you, Miss? Are you aware of your own growth? I don't know. That's the truth. I actually don't know. Oh, wow. I don't know. I'm a bit stunned with that. I'm trying to think. Am I aware of my own growth? I feel like I have grown as a person, but I'm trying to think of examples. Mm. Like, where I would have done something different. Well, obviously, there's examples where you would have done something different 10 years ago to now, but it's weird. It's a weird one. It's a hard one to answer on the spot for me. I think I'd have to really sit down and think about it. For me, just just doing this, just mm. me sitting there with you lot doing this podcast mm-hmm. is growth for me. I would never have done this um, ten years ago, say if you if we want to put ten years on it. But yeah, I definitely wouldn't have been willing to sit down and have an open and frank conversation about any form of topic, whether it's relationships or diet, mm-hmm. or whatever it may be, masks of masculinity and so on and so forth. Like that for me is one of many. Um, growths that I've seen and even within that in the same realm of just kind of opening up and being a bit more open to just converse and, and give a bit more of myself whereas before I was totally closed off altogether I'm still working on it out but there's definitely been a growth from prior to how I was previously shall I say I see another another place where I've definitely identified growth because I know they I know they're milestones. So I listen, to, I watch and stuff watch stuff on YouTube um, quite often, and sometimes they spoke about they speak about the growth from you're definitely not the same person 18, 21, 25, and I think thirty. Obviously, I know there's a few other ages as well, and I often look back as to those ages. When I look back when I was eighteen, definitely I'm going to say not by and large, but material things were definitely <coughs> things yeah. more more my radar. Dare I say at twenty one. 21-ish, I was at, um, I'd begun working at Fulham at the time, so I was now very early career, I'm thinking about that type of stuff, so I think my head was down as to focus and stuff like that, but at the same time, I was now open to conversation and stuff like that, and when I mean conversation in terms of maybe open up and talking about how I feel in terms of, yeah, how I felt and stuff, mm. um, 25, um, when did we go to Brazil? I was, I can't remember, no, I was still, I, I was, in fact, you know what? I was at the back end of working at Fulham, so now at this point, I've definitely got a lot more focus about me in I, terms of. How about if you went to Brazil? Twenty six. I was going to say twenty four. Maybe that's too young. Yeah, I was twenty six because the year after I was twenty seven, I went um, South America. Mm. It was bang straight away the following year. So like, yeah. So anyway, from twenty one, again, probably a bit more career focus and stuff like that. And then when we went travelling, different person. Even when I come up from Brazil, I was a totally different person because by then I'd open in the conversation with someone about travelling. Yeah. And I'm like, what is this? Like a completely new world. And it's like, I want to, I want to know what that's about. Yeah. Do you know what? To be honest, now that you guys have given me some tips or pointers, yeah, I can, I can see definitely that. See. Yes, I've definitely grown. Like 18 to like 19, 18, 19, 20. There'll be times that we out from Thursday to Monday just clubbing and we were wild, boy. BS. You'd have links 
what we used to sort of refer to them. I don't know what these use for, but get females for kind of pleasurable. Real PC of it. What females pleasurable? Yeah, for pleasurable um, instances, you have them dotting around every booming to drive to wherever they are. And who's got time for that now? Real talk. And obviously the whole travel, yeah, because obviously your holidays then, just because you bought holidays, P, your holidays then was like Malia and these shag fests basically yeah. and boozy, boozy places. Like right now, I'm trying to see the world. I want to see how I'm at in, you know what I mean? I don't know if I know that. Antarctica's living compared to my life and live with him for a day. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. I'm trying to like really experience life and it's yeah, and everything that comes with it, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think that comes naturally with maturity, but yeah. not everyone is able to recognise their own growth or even be aware that they have grown. Mm-hmm. So that's why I kind of wanted to see was you, either yeah. one of you was aware of it. Yeah. Um, certainty is the enemy of growth. And I, this is one of the quotes I've oh, highlighted because I really, this is something I want to go back to. Yeah. Certainty is the enemy of growth. Nothing is for certain until it has already happened and even then it's still debatable that's why accepting the inevitable imperfections of our values is necessary for any growth to take place now being that's on page 119 being wrong opens up to the possibility of change being wrong brings the opportunity for growth are you that's on page one yeah 19 as well are you happy to be wrong yeah, I don't mind that. Yeah, I've got no problem being... So I know what you're saying? Yeah, like, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, innit? Yeah. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, man. I've got no problem being wrong at all. Like, again, obviously... Um, so what was the quote? It was... Some people, they just can't accept it, bro. They're, stu- they're stubborn. They used to be a quote, they used to go around wrong and strong. Like, mm. some people know... Even when they know they're wrong, they just be like, nope. Yeah. Or they'll just argue their point across. Yeah. Yeah, some people just... I don't know what it is, but... If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, man. Simple as. Okay. Have you always been like that, though? Or has it been a case of, again, growth and maturity? Definitely growth and maturity. I'm not too sure specifically when, mm. because at some point, um, I started throwing around a phrase, not something that I've told people. I'll be telling them, I don't know nothing. So when people are talking to me, um, we're having a, like, a professional conversation, mm. I don't know whether it's because I'd... Uh, I don't want to say achieved a lot, but I'd done a lot at um, a really young age, so I was quite maybe quite confident so if people were talking to me about um, the job dare I say mm. um, they may say, may say something I might disagree with but at the same time they may continue to say something which might open my eyes and I'll just try not to be ignorant to what they're telling me and just yeah. take in information I may use some of the information but at the same time I may dis- decide to discard the information as well mm-hmm. I think we should get that phone gel I think that for, for when we're doing the studio we should yeah. get that phone gel <laughs> I'm playing it's your notes we know it's your notes so just very very quickly you you now. mentioned something um, on the certainty so I want to go I don't want to lose it um, you were talking about the hypothesis of um, okay. there is the hypothesis of um, our values so our values are our hypothesis and this behaviour is good and important um, that other behaviour is not and our actions and our actions are the experiments um, the resulting emotions that um, sorry read that again our values are our hypothesis this behaviour is good and important that other behaviour is not our actions are the experiments the resulting emotions and thought patterns are our data I just thought that was um, quite cool and quite important so just say uh, for example well I can't even give it a good example but um, 
the emotion per se is the hypothesis and then mm. you're thinking about the action yeah. and then if you feel differently as in the data it might not quite marry up with the hypothesis as such and that's where you may need to question it yeah that's the um, cognitive bias um I was gonna actually geek cool, out. Cool, I didn't even know what that is, but you can go into it because I've I've just I've just <laughs> well, literally I kind of geeked that. out on it. That did you? It, yeah, because I'm gonna take an excerpt from it. Then I kind of done a bit of uh, background research because it made as soon as it, it said that something else sprang to my mind and something else did, and I've kind of yeah, I'm just gonna read it out. Cool, dude. I had an example. I thought I thought I had an example, but it's a poor example. But you might break it down better. Um, the comedian Emo Phillips. And this this is part of the book as well. The comedian Emo Phillips once said, <coughs> I used to think the human brain was the most wonderful organ in my body. Then I realised he was telling me this. This unfortunate fact is most of what we come to know and believe is the product of the innate inaccuracies and biases present in our brains. Many or even most of our values are products of events that are not representative of the world at large or at the rest or of the rest of result of a totally misconceived past. That's on page one, two, three. Now um, it goes on to when I when I actually read this, I thought of uh, cognitive bias. Now a cognitive bias is a mistake in reasoning, evaluating, remembering, or other cognitive processes, often occurring as a result of holding on to one's preferences and belief, regardless of contrary information. Psychologists study cognitive biases as they relate to memory, reasoning, and decision making. And again, as I said, I kind of started geeking out. And when I heard of that, it went on. I found something else called confirmation bias. Now, confirmation bias is our tendency to actively seek information which confirms our pre existing beliefs and disregard information which might contradict it. An example of a cognitive bias would be if you believe that your spouse is a bad cook you might notice all the times he has managed to ruin your dinner but disregard the times when he has whipped a mean buttered roast do not worry restaurants are also for also at fault when it comes to cognitive biases um, this tendency this tendency originates from our desire to organize our world meaningfully and avoid feeling cognitive dissonance Cognitive dissonance is a feeling of internal discomfort which occurs when your beliefs contradict your attitudes and actions or the other way around. It originates from Festinger's 1957 Cognitive Dissonance Theory which suggests that in order to feel in harmony we need to feel that our beliefs and attitudes are consistent between themselves. So for example, if you believe that you should eat healthily and go to McDonald's for dinner you might feel cognitive dissonance afterwards because you've cheated on your beliefs. Likewise, if you believe that you should vote on voting day but you end up not going, you end up not going, you might feel cognitive dissonance because you did not stray true to yourself, so beware. The result of all of this, most of our beliefs are wrong, or to be exact, all beliefs are wrong. Some are just less wrong than others, and that's on page one, two, three. You was gonna say No, something? I was gonna say that's it was a very good example. Okay, cool. Um, just one other, well, not one other one, but the next one being, if we're wrong all the time, then isn't self-scepticism and rigorous challenging of our own belief and assumptions the only logical route to progress? And that's on page 129. Do you think if we challenge every thought and belief system we have, we will be left in limbo? If we challenge every single thought and belief system that we have, 
So you, is that a question you got from the book or a question you've just... <laughs> I just had this answer to. <sighs> belief system. Um, I think you've got a challenge of belief systems yeah. um, based on the theory that we just give, we've just yeah. thrown up. Yeah. Um, but I think very similar to booking, not giving an F about certain bits and pieces. You can't be here questioning every single thing every single day. I think your belief systems... Not that you should only have a couple, but I don't think they should be a wide, wide, wide ranging. Yeah. All right. So I think you should challenge your belief systems. But if you've got lows, then you might be all over the place. All right. What about you? Uh, I, when I ask the questions, I see your face like. No, 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 no. Question, question, question. <laughs> how? What? How are your beliefs? What? What gives you beliefs? Or how are your belief system developed? How, how do you form your certain belief systems? I think they're constantly changing, and that's why our. Uh, What's the, yeah, how do you? How are they first installed? What? How do you? Give me one belief system of yours, and how you came about that. Um, I believe that you should treat others treat others how you want to be Have treated you, what, what's installed that in you? that's from parents and family right so you asked a question about if you're cons- what did you say something to do with challenging do you think if, if we if challenge you, every thought yeah. and every belief system yeah. that would be left so in limbo my answer to that is that belief system that came from your parents mm-hmm. has been installed to you from long you've ha- at some point I'm guessing that you've it's, it's still resonating with you now. Yeah, I think the point I'm trying to get to is that if you've got a number of belief systems, you've built these up over a certain amount of time. Mm. So they must, they've been installed in you or you've, they, you've installed them in you yourself. Yeah. In, you've installed them in yourself. Mm-hmm. And therefore, you probably wouldn't challenge them. Yeah, not at all. That's, I, don't, I don't agree with that at all. Because I was raised in a, a Christian house and not even a Christian house, within a Christian family. And I'm not gonna say it was very religious, but there was, we was made to believe um, everything in the Bible was the gospel and that was the truth. Whereas now, my my thought and told, my, my um, view on it is totally different. I'm not, I'm not bent up on this whole specific religion thing. Like I'm very much more in touch with being spiritual and having a, a a relationship with and uh, higher power. Uh, yeah, uh, I forgot. I'm forgetting the word I want to use. But yeah, a higher power, so to speak, if you want to use that term. But I don't. I'm not going to be. Um, and that's really challenging the beliefs that I've been told as uh, when I was a youth from parents and the community and to going to the school that I went to, and those were typical beliefs that was being told and what I would thought was true but I've challenged them and my thoughts have now changed so, do you so know they're constant they're, I think my I think for me personally it's always a constant change I remember I used to want an example because <coughs> up until a certain age you obviously you can make your own thoughts form your own thoughts opinions and make your own decisions but at the same time they're heavily influenced maybe I was thinking more along the lines of of the age we're at now with what we call grown men mm. and if we've I don't know. I, I just think I just think stuff I I believe now, as in belief systems. Like for instance, for me, mine was a, mine was quite a. Would you call it spiritual karma? Yeah. Would you call that spiritual? Or it's not. Yeah, it's, it not, it's, do, not, yeah. it's not something that's. Yeah, but you could you call it spiritual. Yeah. yeah. Karma. Yeah. That's a belief system that I have. Is that been installed in f- with you from the get go? No, no, I don't know. What's, what's happened with that one? No, cause it wasn't from. My, it's something that it's. I don't know how to explain. Going back to the original question though, yeah. um, 
do you believe that if you challenge every thought and every belief system that you'll be left in limbo part of me does I mean I'm, the example I was going to give was a very I believe it's a simple one in regards to fairness which is is a value in itself really so I think we all, I like to believe we're all brought up to believe in fair as mm-hmm. such but later on in life you understand obviously life isn't fair mm-hmm. and then I think what you find is people would then start challenging well you personally start um, challenging the thought process in regards to fairness mm-hmm. this is right this is wrong um, this is not fair and stuff like that some people decide you know what I'm going to continue being fair and doing what is right and some people say you know what I'm going to start rubbing their hands and think you know what I'm actually going to start going down this path because guess what being fair hasn't got me anything and then that's where you almost have a divide I don't want to say good and bad or good and evil and stuff like that but I think you kind of maybe get my example yeah, yeah. No, I understand mm. what about you Namish? Uh, pardon me now I would challenge mine but I still know now nah, I believe you've this you've got your core beliefs yeah I've got my core beliefs still ch- yeah what about you Mish? yeah and I think I'm, that's where I'm at and I'm not really getting the words out properly where so I've got a list of values. I don't think I'll be, be left in limbo. There's been certain times, I'll be honest, there's been certain times, and this is not recent, but before, like it's happened in a couple of times where I've sat, it's probably happened to both of you, probably thought this at some point in your life, where you just sit back and you're like, yo, what is life really about? Mm-hmm. And you sit there, and you sit there. I think everyone on this planet must Yeah, and you're just like, and then you get to the, why am I even here? Like, you start yeah. thinking mad deep thoughts existential questions and that's that's like the kind of limbo I've experienced and okay. I don't think it's related to my values yeah but it's definitely just like yeah I think that's more of a general life yeah general life what is life what is the meaning to life yeah. that's not really about your value I mean you could kind of say it's part of your values because then that may dictate how you will live like whether you live by season a day or not because you might think well I'm 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 literally a grain of sand in this mighty system mm. complete so either everything that I do has an effect or anything I do doesn't have an effect it depends how you want to view it mm. like you may view it like the way I view it I think every, everything that we do has an effect on the world as I was explaining last time like if you go and just simply smile at someone that will yeah, make yeah, their day yeah, and then yeah, that will make yeah. someone else's yeah, yeah. day by their yeah. do you know what I mean so it's just energy I just think it's, it's pure pure energy that we, keeps on getting rotated around yeah. so I didn't really ask, I don't think I I think truth be told I didn't really have an answer to your question that's, what I <laughs> no, that's fine yeah. um, it's a backwards law again the more you try to be certain about something the more uncertain and insecure you will feel but the converse is true as well the more you embrace being uncertain and not knowing, the more comfortable you'll feel in knowing that what you don't know. I don't like that. Um, I like it. Do you know why? There's certain times, yeah. Have you ever like? Have you ever, ever heard of the saying, "Play fool to catch the wise"? Yeah, yeah like, play absolutely. Wise to, yeah, play fool uh, to catch the wise. Yeah. And like, it's, I know it's gonna sound mad, but sometimes sometimes there's subjects I know sweet FA on, yeah, mm. and there's subjects that I know a little bit, but not enough to be formulate to be casting and an opinion casting my opinion portraying that out to the public or the general masses who might have more experience or actually have a more structured and formulated opinion than I do mm-hmm. but there's other times I really like people to ramble on because mm. a, a I might be taking little bits of snippets of information I'm learning but at the same time B I'm just waiting for you because I might have a little something that I know already I'm waiting for you to and because I'm letting you ramble on you think that I'm just 
gulping and digesting like an obedient fool every single little bit for me she said I'm just waiting for you to kind of not fuck up but feed me something I know it's absolute BS and, I, <laughs> and then I know and then I know that you as a person if you're the type to, to try and feed man a yeah. BS sandwich yeah. and then I know what to take from you or what, what, what to take with a pinch of salt um, I'm saying, yeah. or whether to use to, to think of you and think if I need a source of information, is this guy going to be a hundred percent? Yeah, or is he going to give me what he thinks and ramble? And you know what I'm saying, yeah, yeah, definitely. Couple guys, I'll go, yeah, I'll leave that. Uncertainty is the root of all progress and all growth, and I like that too. Uncertainty is the root of all progress and all growth. Do you understand? Yeah, I understand. I'm just trying to think if I can if I can counteract that. Uncertainty is the is the root of all progress and all growth. Can you counteract it? No, 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 no. I think I understand. Um, yeah, no, I fully understand it. Yeah. I'm just thinking, boy, am I just taking that on board? Am I just taking that? We on just come board? back from. And that's that's some of the questions I was going to ask. Yeah. On the terms uncertainty of uncertainty is. I'll get uh, yeah. anyway. I've yeah, I've, yeah. I've got the question yeah, yeah. laid up, yeah, yeah. lined up. So yeah, yeah, I'll get to it. Can you kick it in, boy? Manson's law of avoidance. The more something threatens your identity, the more you will avoid it. This is why people are often afraid of success. That's true, you know, for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, not. So it, it goes on to further to say, what, the Manson's law bit? Yeah, go on. Manson's law of avoidance. The more something threatens your identity, the more you will avoid it. And further on down, this is why people are often afraid of success for the exact same reason they're afraid of failure. It threatens who they believe to themselves. And that's on page 137. And I was actually put, noted, Mace, can you relate? And you know why I'm going to ask that. Right. Do you want me to air it? What? <laughs> Just give me some Morse code real quick. <laughs> can you relate, though? On a serious note, can you relate to that? Can you relate? Nah, let me talk. I know exactly what you're referring to. <laughs> no, I'm just asking if you can relate in your personal life. Um, the more something threatens your identity, the more you avoid it. Um, I think everyone can relate to it. Um, in regard- yeah, but this is why people are often afraid of success for the exact same reason they're afraid of failure. It threatens who they believe themselves to be. Mace, can you relate? No. <laughs> <laughs> Liar. Lies. <laughs> <laughs> now, I think this is a serious question right? I I'm think being, I'm this being, is a very very serious, serious question bro. so I highlighted that as well I wasn't too sure exactly I mean I, the notes I've wrote here just very brief notes were not everyone's going to like or agree with you so be yourself and I know this book generally says this type of stuff like oh, we all know you're only going to live once and stuff like that and I know at the very end of the book he speaks uh, about some of the experiences um, Do you know what he also t- talks about? Um, I can't remember. I'd have to go back into the book, but leaving a legacy. Yeah. Cool. Like yeah. with your name yeah. on the funny, funny enough, that's exactly what. Well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so. I've set up, up, pre- up preached. Yeah, I know you know what you So preaching, he, like, he, and it goes back to my thing about what is what are we here for? What's this life like? Yeah. We carry the gun, like, and I've preached that. Yeah, he also says just do it. <laughs> Not working what? for Nike. Nah, well, I don't know. If, I don't know if he's working. What's his name? Mark Manson. I'm not too sure whether he's working yeah. for Nike, but I know he just says it. Mark Manson, just do it. BCR questions. <laughs> How do I? Just do it. Just do it. Time to shift the next time on Monday. Mace, you're not answering the question. I said, I said. Cool. Did you? Yeah, man. 
Um, I Bully find, boy tactics over here. <laughs> I find that a funny did, concept. You might even answer the questions either. Yeah, because I was I was asking the question. Moving on. In this way, knowing yourself or finding yourself can be dangerous. It can cement you into a strict role and saddle you with unsent unnecessary expectations. It can close you off to inner potential and outer opportunities. I say, don't find yourself. I say, never know who you are because that's what keeps you striving and discovering. And it's forced you to remain humble in your judgments and accepting of the difference in others. Do you accept or reject this train of thought? That's to either one of you. Sorry, just go. He's, he's talking about not finding yeah, yourself. Yeah, so basically not finding yourself. No, um, I totally understand it because I know he was talking about... So go on. No, like, yes and no. I mean... Don't I think sit on the fence. No, no, I'm not going to sit on the fence, no, because I think, like, obviously... Son. So, like, obviously, I've gone travelling, not necessarily to find myself, to experience things, all right? But I know the common phrase is, go and find yourself, mm. all right? And going by that phrase, I think it's really, really important to understand yourself. But, I mean, as he mentioned in the book, and I don't want to um, use or hold into every phrase, um, not everything is, is certain in life, and I think as long as you understand that, mm. then... I think you'd be cool. So do you accept or reject this train of thought? I I think I accept. What is what what would you just what would you guys if you could define finding yourself? Could you can you put a definition on it? Do you think? Because just and before I because it's quite might be a difficult question. Before I say that, it's because I think it's important to to stand for yeah. stuff to have morals to have principal yeah. principality princi- principles principles yeah. principles. Um, and that's I think that's all part of finding yourself, knowing yourself. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I know what he's getting at. But if you if you always if you're saying don't find yourself, it's going to be like a chicken. I mean, endless chicken. I don't yeah. definitely accept that. I think the point I think so he's I trying think to get it, to is kind of happy medium. Happy, yeah, definitely happy medium. Where you're still willing to accept and take on board new information, new thoughts, new process. But at the same time, stand for something within yourself to distinguish between be a distinguished stuff that doesn't agree with you, and and to, and to have a degree of a degree of of personality almost. Yeah. This is me. This is what I stand for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know? exactly. That's what I mean. That's what I was saying. Don't sit on the fence because I, I personally, I will say I reject this chain of thought, but I understand what you mean in terms of like I'll have my core values and I have my core understanding, but I'm not going to be ignorant to that that there's more knowledge out there for me to learn. So I'm willing to listen to what you've got to say, but I'm not going to just easily and readily accept what you have to say which kind of leads me to my point is not to my point is you'll never be complete which I think is the notion by and large I think he tries to carry I'll say through the book in regards to not necessarily closing off new information or questioning your values and stuff like that so you may go off and travel and pick up some new core yeah pick up some new values as such but at the same time try not to you're never going to completely find yourself and up until the way you up until the day you die, mm-hmm. you'll be still absorbing new information depending yeah, on yeah, how yeah. You, your outlook and I life. like what you said about you'll never be complete and you can't anyway, even if you think you are. Do you know why? Because if even if you think you're complete, the world's not complete. Yeah, of course. 20 years ago, internet, all these things, our parents have had to adjust and adapt with emails at work and all the rest of it. That's why you can never be complete. That's another good point you've raised inadvertently that you'll never be complete because guess what? The world is never, it's never complete. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you, it's always evolving. Yeah, you, so you have to adapt and adjust. So just, I thought you were moving on. I was gonna. Um, round was just up. About to start. I, no, I was gonna round up on on that kind of on that 
subjects. Do you mind if I just move back to so just quickly? Because I know he talks about this relates to myself and may relate to Mason as well. Because I know we were talking about um, I forget what it was the actual, the, the phrase. Um, but he talks about obviously having a friend who was an artist. I think it was who was a great artist who would um, constantly obviously put um, either put out new projects, whether it's on a website and stuff like that. Mm. And not put out. He will put them together, but will never actually. Um, launched them as such <laughs> yeah. and I think um, what I kind of took from it is that and I think I think what he sums up is just put it out and yeah. just start with what yeah. you've got yeah start with start what you've got start where you are start yeah. where you start yes. basically start with what you have done you might not have you might have be 85% of the way and be like actually start, just start with what you've got and you never know what come off that do you know what I mean because I think the situation or the problems I tend to have is I might be working on something and then I'm looking for perfection which actually doesn't really exist or I might have the concept in my mind and then I'm forever evolving that concept again and again and again. It never gets yeah. to the stage where you're actually ready to kind of roll it out. So, my, well, just last well, sentence really is it will never be, never be perfect. Um, I just wanted to round that off with the last uh, couple quotes really. Cool. And one is from Aristotle which wrote, it is the mark of an educated mind to be able to entertain a thought without accepting it. Being able to look at the it being able to look at and evaluate different values without necessarily adopting them is perhaps the central skill required in changing one's own life in a meaningful way. And that's on page one three one four three. Yeah, and that's kind of that summarizes how I feel about it. To take on more information, but not necessarily. Like the way you break down the books, um, French man. It feels like. <laughs> As I've listened to when you break it down, it feels like I ain't read the same book. <laughs> I ain't even lying. I'm even lying, bro. Um, just lastly, because it did throughout this chapter ask a few questions that may mm-hmm. breed uncertainty in your life, and these are questions that you can ask yourself to kind of help with that. And the first one is, what if I'm wrong? The second one being, what would it mean if I were wrong? And the third being. Mm. Would being wrong create a better or worse problem than my current problem for both myself and others? Now that's just something to think about.